Hello, everybody. Welcome to 2023. Today is episode four of Tiny Little Victories. And wow, I just want to first say thank you to all the people who've been listening to the episode so far. I haven't even published this through all the publishing channels yet. And there's so many people in listening and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on board with this Wabi Sabi podcast and listening to these conversations with the people that, um, I've been interviewing lately. And, um, yeah, so today's kind of interesting because today's the first day of 2023 and, Last night, I had two friends over, they're a couple, and they both have very different backgrounds and have come together, they're married, and we were together last night when 2022 turned to 2023 in Dallas, and I am going to get in the Wayback Machine today and part of this show and let you hear what happened when it turned 2023 here last night. Um, and then we're going to jump back into a little conversation with these guys and their tiny little victories. Um, two very interesting different backgrounds and uh, two very interesting stories about how they got to where they were and actually how they ended up together. Cause I do love a good love story. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. I'll be back in a little bit with the actual experience of moving into 2023 last year, last night with Kyle and Will stay tuned. Before we get in the Wayback Machine, like I promised, I want to set this segment up for you and let you know that this was recorded live on December 31st, 2022 at about 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time in the backyard of my house by a bonfire with Kyle and Will. So, diddle-a-loop, get ready. So here we are in the first day of 2023 with Kyle and Will sitting by a fire. Hey guys! Hello. Woohoo! And we're sitting. Happy New Year! Happy New Year Happy to New you! Year. And we're sitting out here and we're wondering if you guys can listen. Are we 20 miles from Kiev? I mean, it feels pretty close. There are gunshots in the background, lots of fireworks. There's lots going on here this evening in Dallas, Texas. But you know, who would know that we're in Dallas? I, I'll open permit, like, listen to this. I'm not sure these are fireworks or these are gunshots going off at the moment. But so we are here with these two guys and I wanna tell you guys a little bit about them because I wanna do a whole episode with both of them. They're amazing, interesting human beings. And for now, I just wanted to introduce a little bit to you about them on day one of 2023. So, um, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. If I had, if you had like 20 seconds to tell me who you were, who would you be? Um, put me on the spot. Yeah, it's the spot. Now you have like 18 seconds. Be oh, careful, okay. dodge I, that bullet. All right, um, <laughs> I'll move past it. Yeah. Um, I guess someone who is thankful to be here in Dallas, Texas. And it's been a long road to push past a lot of crap to get here. You know, I think that's so true about everybody. And I love that because you can't get anywhere without pushing through crap, can you? That's right. And now we're going to talk to his husband, Kyle. Kyle, 20 seconds. Go. Uh, one Go moment. Right. Let me grab my champagne. Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> 
So, I would say, you know, originally I'm from Alabama, but now I'm in Dallas. There's been a lot, a lot to get here. A lot to unpackage, a lot of drama, a lot Hi. of just life. Oh, oh. Dodge, oh shit, what yeah. was that? You guys, we are sitting here by a fire in my backyard in uh, Kessler Park, Dallas, watching fireworks come from the street over other side of us. And the interesting thing about these two beautiful humans is that they have such a great story to tell about one, how they came together in their relationship, and two, what they've done in their lives and their careers, which is what I want to talk about. Kyle has gone from being a sort of marketing publicist person at an ad agency to a flight attendant to now being a designer. Whoa. And Will is a chemical engineer, which is fascinating the road he's taken. So stay tuned. We're going to check back with him in a couple of days. I'm going to finish this interview with you guys. But so far, happy 2023. Happy 2023. Happy New Year. Woo. Wishing you all the best in the new year. Health and, and wellness and wealth. And please dodge bullets. Yes, please dodge bullets. Many here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. Hey guys, this is the first podcast of 2023. I'm so excited because I've got two guests in the studio today who were in the green room drinking some cocktails to talk to you. And these are the same fellas that I was with on New Year's Eve. And so, hey guys, how, how are, are you? you? Good, How's it's it Kyle going? and Will. Will and Kyle. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you. This is a good cocktail, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you so much. I'm making squeezed lemons from the yard yeah. into a French 75. Excellent. That's well, delicious. Okay. So thank you for having us. Oh, no, I'm so glad you're here. Um, before we go on and start talking to these guys about all their travels, by the way, just travel to amazing places around the world, even Russia, I want to thank everybody for listening, do a little housekeeping, and I've seen all the comments that everyone is making, and I'm so grateful, so grateful that you guys are still listening to this and sharing this, and Remember, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Have you guys ever listened to iHeartRadio? Um, yeah, actually. Really? Mm -hmm. Is it radio or podcasts? I think it's, isn't it radio on like Sirius XM? I don't know. It? I know we're on it. I think so. Oh, I thought so, yeah. Okay. I feel like I got that like when I had Sirius when I was driving my car. Oh, and then you had iHeartRadio on it. I Maybe thought, it's part of that so. network. I listen not. to Spotify. So. Yeah, Spotify's the bomb, right? Spotify's the bomb. I don't know Sirius Literally. anymore, but it was really nice. I love Spotify. Well, we're on Spotify. Yay, Excellent. go Spotify. Go and Spotify. Anchor, which is owned by Spotify that we're recording on now, go Spotify. Um, so anyway, thank you all for listening, and I want to just jump right in because we're going to get into the Wayback Machine in about nine minutes because Kyle and Will and I recorded at the strike of the hour on New Year's Eve what was happening around us, and we recorded it, so we're going to go back and play that for you, but um, what I want to do right now is stop for a minute because we have an extra guest that we're going to bring in from Boise, Idaho during this podcast before we talk about all the things that Kyle and Will are up to. So are you guys ready? You buckled in? Ready, ready to go? Let's do this. All right. We'll be back in a second. Hello, Andy Trammell, live from Boise, Idaho. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for letting us, like, ambush your day and call you into episode four of Tiny Little Victories. You're sitting here with Will and Kyle. Hi guys. And we wanted you to come on the show because one, first of all, you're very, very funny. And secondly, you had a very interesting New Year's Eve. And I was with Kyle and Will for New Year's Eve, where we really felt like we were 20 minutes from Ukraine. 
at the time of midnight because of all the gunfire going off here in Dallas. But we understand that you, Andy, were dropping a potato? Well, I wasn't technically dropping the potato, but I was around a dropping potato, yes. That okay. was happening. <laughs> but what is this potato? Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I lived in Boise for a little bit, as you know, because that's how we met. But I am not quite sure what this potato, is it a real potato? So it's not a real potato, but oh. that would be really cool if it was. Um, it's actually a very large plastic potato. I, I don't have all the good stuff. That's Dylan. Dylan Klein's the seed, okay. all that jazz, but it's okay. a plastic potato and it's hollow and it's got a lot of um, wires and lights and all that jazz inside. And then it's got some light up wings on it and they hoist it up in a crane. And that is all I know. And yes, it is a big thing. They actually had CNN um, for our 10 year this year. Wait, you've been uh, dropping a potato for 10 years. It is the 10 year. Yeah. Oh my God. And so like, how far up is it? Is it like, is it on the top of a building or where are they dropping this potato from? So it's a crane and I'm not exactly sure logistics okay. on, um, but I'd say maybe a hundred feet. Okay. Feet. Oh, that's pretty tall. Yeah. It's pretty tall. So this um, is like the Elton John of potatoes with like <laughs> feather wings. And like, that's what I'm thinking. Potatoes. Sure. <laughs> Elton John of potatoes. Like, are they like gossamer wings or are they just attached? Like, does it have lights on it or is it? They have lights on it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. I'll send us a picture. Send us a picture because I feel like, you know, uh, uh, Kyle, you mentioned earlier that somebody drops a moon pie at New Year's. Is there a moon pie dropping as well? Yeah. Okay. Alabama, there is a moon pie drop. Uh, very similar though. I think it's plastic. Oh, okay. I don't know though. I feel like someone, if we're going to drop objects of food, they should they go. Should and, yeah. Should I think they should be real. I think they should be yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. It could hit the ground, and everyone could go eat moon pie, or they could, <laughs> should make this a baked potato. Yeah, make it a baked potato. Yeah. Add some butter. Some cream cheese. <laughs> maybe a little bit of bacon. Yeah. Oh, it could be like a yeah, like a cluster of baked potatoes. Because no way, Andy, could they have a baked potato that big, right? I, Idaho grows them big, but not that big. I mean, you know, they probably tried, but it, the, <laughs> I, I love the idea, though. You know, they could hand out for the crowd. You know, you pay like. Ten dollars they give you like a fork and a plate, you know, and so you walk it. <laughs> you just prepare for the dropping of whatever food item. Um, it's kind of caught on to some of the breweries here. They have now this one brewery that does hop to or the drop the hop, so they have like a hop that drops. Anyways, it's it's pretty funny. I like that. That's really cool. So what were you doing? You went up to the whatever floor, and what were you just getting helping them get ready or? I was in charge. So this is my first year ever enjoying anything. Honestly, this um, is your first potato drop. Oh, this is the first. <laughs> and they were like, hey, I, I actually reached out to my friend Dylan, who I went to, uh, we went to junior high together, and he's oh actually started it. Okay. And, hey, do you need help with an MC? Do you need some MC help? You know, I thought maybe getting on stage help out. But of course, you yeah, know, but you're very funny because everybody, Andrea is also, Andy is also a comedian. So just, you would be very funny on stage talking about a hot potato dropping. I can't imagine where you'd go with that. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about the, I'm still kind of feeling like um, the baked potato would be way more fun. Um, but yeah, so he's like, actually, no, we, we don't need an MC, but we could use some help in our VIP lounge. And 
So I was like, Hey, I mean, VIP, I mean, come on, that's all you have to say. And I'm, I'm in, but I really just, it was like, a, <laughs> it was pretty much just like a glorified, um, uh, set up, you know, uh, like put the decorations up show. And then I helped take down, but it was actually really super fun. We were at the top of the Hoff building and okay. had a full view. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Okay. Just so everybody knows, all the listeners know, the Hoff building is a very gorgeous uh, sort of like 1920, 1930 building in Boise, Idaho. And the top of it could be, it could be like a mini set for, um, oh gosh, what's the movie with Bill Murray? Oh, Ghostbusters at the top where the, you know, Rick Moranis goes up and like the top of it kind of looks like that building, I think. Oh, you're so right. It does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. except that they're dropping a potato from there instead in Boise. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth the drive, you know, one, one yeah. or a flight or whatever, you know, come on out to the potato drop, you guys just, you know, get in, come on out. And uh, yeah, these guys are very, very big travelers. So it wouldn't surprise me if they would end up in Boise, which is a very cool town, by the way, um, and see this potato drop because you could also get some pop drops, pop drops. What were you talking about? Hops. Hops for beer. That's right. Hops for beer. Well, do you want to sit on, you want to stay on with us? We're so appreciative that you came on and we were just going to talk a little bit about what the, what everybody listening to this podcast actually heard the new year's, new year's Eve, because we recorded it. But when you go back and listen to it, it literally sounds like we're like under siege and under fire. And, um, do you guys want to like explain what we were hearing that night on New Year's Eve while Andy was dropping a potato we were fireworks and i think gunfire but it was kind of hard to tell which was which because there was so much going off in all different directions that you just i mean it was crazy i don't remember just so you guys know we live in like an in in city dallas neighborhood that's pretty mm, white and safe i would say right i'm just gonna say that it's an urban area it's very mixed but the neighborhood we live in and so like there was a lot of gun there was a lot of gunfire and I think I even said, how, how far away is gunfire? Like how far away, but nobody, nobody is no it's way. Hard to tell. It's hard to tell where I it's coming from. A mile. Okay. A mile. Yeah. It was just kind of continuous. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I, I mean, you'll listen to this afterwards, but there's one point where Kyle and Will are talking and I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you say? Because it sounded like there was a bullet whizzing by their heads. Yeah. Everything that goes up must come down. Like a potato dropping. Potato bullet. Yeah. Potato bullet. I love it. It's a potato bullet. So, did you guys like have to drop down low while you were cheersing with your champagne? Like, were you laying on the ground? What was going on here? Yeah. That's a good question, Andy, because I, I think that. That's a really, that's a really great question because was there any like stooping over? I can say, yes, I did. The boys did not. I felt like I was stooping over because. I think we were too invested in the fondue we were having. And we were dipping potatoes into the fondue. We were. They were, they were delicious. By so like that, I think New Year's Eve is such a crazy thing, right? And you and I have talked about that. And these, Kyle and Will live down the street from me. And we're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it can be so awful. Like you don't want to go to a bar, right? You you just want to, you don't want to get out of the mess. So I think, I remember talking to you thinking, oh, that's cool. Going to go help with the potato drop. And 
with these guys, like, let's just sit in the backyard and have a bonfire and burn off things we don't want anymore and eat potatoes and fondue and drink wine. Like, how is that not? And dodge bullets, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> well, what do you think you would have done if you didn't do anything that night, Andy? You know, it, it's kind of interesting that you were saying that what you guys were doing, and especially if Jennifer was hosting anything that Jennifer was hosting, I probably wouldn't be dodging any bolts because it's so I like I would be just engulfed and just in the food like it's, it's not even the food it's the presentation when Jennifer hosts, it's like the presentation is just breathtaking, right? I mean, that's kind of you know what's going they're on. Nodding, right? but they're not saying anything. <laughs> Thank you, Three buckets of that. <laughs> but just to set up, she had candles and the nice serving platters and bread from the out of backyard. Yes, we have, Andy, we have a place here that makes fresh bread. They do, they actually have a little yeast that they sit at the front desk of this coffee, the front desk, the countertop of this coffee shop. And the yeast is like bubbling away, doing its job. And they had a contest right before Christmas to get people to name the yeast. I, I clearly didn't win. I, I put calliope and I thought that was a great name for a yeast, but whatever. <laughs> and But the thing is, I say this with a lot of love and respect, but um, it's, I'm just gonna say it's called West Davis Espresso. It's a fantastic place. The coffee's great, but it's the people that own it are pastors. And it's almost like a constant 24-7 Bible study going on in there. Yes. But I think it's really appropriate that they're baking bread. Yes. <laughs> I I was going to say that's a, uh, to name the, okay, now, now we're on, that's another, that's another podcast naming the yeast, <laughs> but I want to dive into that. But, okay. Um, <laughs> we'll do it then. It's done. It's going to happen. <laughs> But the, the interesting thing is just kind of going back to when you asked that question about what I would have been doing. First of all, it was an amazing opportunity. I was really happy because my goal for 2023 has been to get out there more. Um, since COVID, I've kind of boosted, kind of, yeah, just become like talking to myself a little bit more. I have, I've become <laughs> even more socially awkward. It's like... The birds are sick of me. You know, the neighbors seeing me go out to feed the birds and my fish crocs are sick of me. You know, it's just kind of like, it's time. It's time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like so, that. But it was interesting. I had a conversation with my 20 year old daughter. She said, she's noticed more. She goes, you know, it just doesn't seem like the same old new year's that it's been. And I go, well, Madison, you're only 20, but yeah, right. what does Madison know? Although she thinks right. she knows everything, but yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she's actually very old soul. If we want to call yeah. that. But yeah. it is really true. I have been noticing a lot of people really took in the the New Year's inside, you know, with their families, like low key. Yeah. Or um, I don't know. And I think that's probably what I would have been doing. I I I would have loved to have been doing what you were doing and enjoying just like yeah, I small group for you friends. Been, I would have loved for you to have been here. And I I love that you're talking about like, you know, trying to get out there walking around talking to yourself because I was telling them that I wanted to do something, but I was like, am I, am I going to be in the right frame of mind? And am I ready? And I think that COVID has done that. And I, I wonder if this kind of more intimate way to spend time with people is a result of either the isolation or the change, because this was one of the best New Year's Eves I've had in 10 years. Oh, guys. I think, yeah. And also I got, was talking to you, which was also lovely. And I think this idea of, um, slowing down to a pace without having to be on your phone all the time or wonder what everybody else are doing. I, I feel like for me, 
doing this really set up my new year, set up 2023 for me, you guys. It was so lovely just to spend this time like cooking together. And we made, I made Olu Bolin, these uh, Dutch treats are like little donuts. And there was no chore. It wasn't a chore. It was just pleasure of being around people. And I love it that you set an intention to do that because I think a lot of times we don't set real intentions. Like, yes, we all want to go to the gym, but in the end, isn't it better to be setting intentions to sit with people and have conversations and share memories? I don't know. To me, it is. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I know that Andy is having, she's a special guest next week. I'm interviewing her because she's a comedian. She's very, very funny. And uh, you can stay on this pod. You want to stay with us? You can just stay with us. Well, I no, I'll let you guys go so you can, okay. you know, get on your merry way and I can actually get on my merry way wherever okay, it is. Of course. Like but, you don't um, have this shit to do. We're just like <laughs> hijacking you all day, like you don't have anything to do. But okay, yes, fine. You no, know, my father just got back from Cleveland. We won't dive okay. into that, but we're all kind of going over there to welcome him I'm back. Glad so glad he's yes. better. Okay. Well, hugs to your family and big love. And please send us potato pictures. Um uh, if you have them. I will send them your way. Okay. All right. Looking forward to seeing those. Thank you, Andy. Yes, thanks so much, you guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Okay, you guys, we're back. Tiny Little Victories, episode four. Uh, this is called Day One, the New Year with Kyle and Will, even though this is day three of the New Year. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to do Tiny Little Victories was because I feel like there are so many remarkable human beings out there that are living their lives in a really remarkable way and that they're doing what they want, they're making their reality come true just by manifesting it. And um, one of the things that I love, that you guys know I love, I lived in Europe, I love travel, is travel. And I am pretty sure I have never met another human being as obsessed with travel as Will. And I want to talk to you a little bit about all the places you have been. But before we do that, Will, Will brought over two full effing envelopes of 8 by 10 photographs <laughs> of all of his trips, which are on my desk here in my studio. And you guys, I wish you could see these. They're absolutely incredible. So um, thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much for bringing all these photographs. And he also has a stack of moleskin journals and one Mont Blanc journal. Kyle, you gave him that, right? That's right. Okay. Because he's got a lot of style. <laughs> and... Uh, wow, I'm looking at Russia, I'm looking at Patagonia, I'm looking at Norway, I'm looking at Ireland, I'm looking at New Zealand with what looks like a Kia flying across the top of a mountaintop where you would have been close enough to take that picture. Yeah. Is this accurate? Yeah, so that one's, that one's not zoomed in. <laughs> this um, is not zoomed in. This so bird was know, like 10 feet from you? If you don't know what a Kia is, it's a mountain parrot. Okay, um, I did not know. And they're, they're really intelligent. So they okay. purposefully roost at the top of hiking routes. Really? Um, and they've learned how to open zippers, steal things from people's packs. <laughs> So what they'll do is they'll purposely fly low um, to because try to get your in, attention. They're coming in for a look. And they'll they're land. like Maverick. They're doing a right. flyby. <laughs> so so not on that hike, but on another one I did on the South Island. Okay. Um, there was a couple of them in front of me putting on a display, opening their wings. And the ones behind me were trying to open my bag to steal all of my But you could, but could you actually feel them like coming my up My bag was you? on the ground, but okay. it was at my back. Uh -huh. And there's three of them at the front. And one's just putting in. They have this really vibrant orange uh, color on the underside of their wings. And so one landed 
You can see and, that in the picture, a part uh, of the orange oh, yeah. over here, yeah. And so he, he landed, put on this grand show, and so I'm, I'm very distracted looking, and this guy behind me was like, hey, just so you know, look at your bag. They're opening it up, and they're going to steal the food you have in there. Um, so they're really intelligent, and you can get, you can get great pictures of them because they'll come. They're come so close. That's yeah. why. So what what like do you remember what level altitude you were at when this bird tried to steal I your mean, crackers? It was, um, that hike wasn't at a super okay. high altitude, yeah. but I mean it was twenty feet for me. Maybe. Where did this passion for travel come from? Because the, by the way, you guys, he and Kyle and Will have taken lots of trips together. I call it like pre-Kyle and like now Kyle, right? right? And what we're gonna talk about first is all of Will's trips around the world um, by himself. And this guy just literally takes off and goes to Russia or Patagonia by himself. Like it's, it's amazing some of these trips. And I'm looking at some pictures that you've given to me with four or five tents under what looks like the Milky Way. Where is this, where is this photo? That one was in Peru. Okay, uh, so all of these so... are from Peru. All, all the ones in that stack, yeah. These are absolutely yeah. stunning. Everybody, this man has a fixation with mountains. Yeah, I think Okay, would you, would you, Kyle, would you agree? Okay, Kyle would agree. What's your fascination with mountains? I don't mountains know. I think, it, I think, oh, I think it was, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was because I grew up in Michigan, which is very flat. Um, Let so me stop I, you right there. So I Michigan. I love Michigan, you guys. Where in Michigan? Uh, Metro Detroit. Metro Detroit, Rock City. I love Michigan. Yeah, there's no mountains there. No, there's no mountains, <laughs> okay. completely flat. So I think, I mean, I never really traveled to see mountains until after I really started traveling. So the first couple times I saw them, it just, it was so... What was the first mountain range do you, you saw? Do you remember? The first time that I feel like I really saw, like, a huge proper mountain mm-hmm. was in Seattle. Um, so went hiking around Mount Rainier. I've got some so beautiful, so yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just like if you've never really seen that before, it's yeah. so striking because it's like if you think of like a tall building, yes. like you know, you think of like, like a skyscraper, New York City. Yeah. It's like ten times that tall. Totally. So. And I think it's so massive. Like it's like this girth that has this big. Um, I lived in Seattle for a little bit, and I just thought like it was so incredible Mount Rainier. And I dated this Italian guy in London who was from Milano and which is, you know, Northern Italy, all mountains. And I lived in London. He was so homesick all the time for Milano from the mountains. And he said, but the London skyline are my mountains. I'm like, dude, you need to go back to Milano. That's not, <laughs> that's not a mountain, but yeah. I feel like I really <laughs> gravitate towards ones that are like okay. fully glaciated too. So like if the, if the top portion is just covered in glaciers, yeah. it just makes it more interesting. So New Zealand is covered in glaciers, but you went to Patagonia, right? So yeah. So huge. So one of those pictures is what, the Frito just, Moreno glacier. Are these, um, is that's this, all Peru. Okay. This, where's um, the glacier picture? You guys, I literally, my desk is covered with photos. in this stack. Okay, but um, this looks like this looks like Norway. That one's Norway. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's in this stack right Oh, okay. Right, so right, right. yes. Oh my God, you guys! I have to tell you. First of all, what do you take? What camera are you using to take this? This is just my my Google phone. It's a Pixel. <gasps> boop, boop, boop. Let me stop you right yeah. there. Google Pixel phone. You guys, these pictures literally look like Ansel Adams took them. They're phenomenal. They're, Google mean, phone. Sorry, I know you're an iPhone person. I'm a little jealous. The most recent versions of iPhones actually have a decent camera ever since they got the Boo. Three, but, but Google is that like, this Google Pixel yeah. phone. Hello, Google. Maybe Pixel. Maybe you'll sponsor this one day. But um, <laughs> this is a gorgeous photo, and I'm looking at a highway with a solid yellow line and some moss-like environment, and then this amazing mountain range. Like it looks like edges of a saw. Yeah, what so am I looking a, at here? So that's the Fitzroy Massive. So okay. it's the very southern portion of Andes. So okay. if you put your globe, turn it upside down, yeah. and you look at the very bottom portion of South America okay. before the Drake Passage, that's that, that's really what it is. And what else is it? 
It's also the Patagonia logo. What? Did you guys hear that? It's the Patagonia, Patagonia logo. logo. And Kyle is wearing Patagonia right as we speak. Did you guys, did you guys plan that? Did no, you plan no that? we didn't. Okay. Um, and these trips, were you all hiking on these trips? I mean, I'm seeing this one, very... This one was. This was a okay. multi-day hike. Okay, um, multi-day hike. So, so you hiked and then you stayed like along the trail? In the tra- in, in, in tents, yeah. Okay. So the first one that you're seeing is the Taurus. So this is the Taurus Del Paine W okay. Trek. Um, and then we drove about four or five hours north mm-hmm. to El Shelton. So that one's in Chile. Mm-hmm. And then drove four or five hours north to Argentina and did um, a trek in El Shelton. Okay. Um, and that's a Norway one that got thrown in there. Somehow. Okay, sorry. I was tucked in Norway, right? <laughs> and so what I would like to know is you just decided. You Were you working at the time? Did yeah. you work mm-hmm. at the time? Okay, what are you, you're a chemical engineer, right? Correct. Yeah. At a paper manufacturing company. At the time, yeah. We're going to circle back to that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, and so what, did you just like, fuck it, I'm sorry, we're going to put explicit lyrics on this. Um, you, what, what, what motivated you? Like so, what, where is your motivation to take I, off, fly to Patagonia by yourself and go on a hike? Tell me. So I, I think I always wanted to travel. Okay. But my parents growing up, they were not travelers. Like their home was their castle. <laughs> the, time, the only time we traveled was to see like some family member somewhere across the country. Right? In Ann Arbor. Um, yeah, Ann Arbor. Okay. They were driving Florida, over their PT Cruiser. People in Michigan. Oh, oh, PT Cruiser. People, what happened to that car? Were, I don't know. So, uh, so <laughs> people, people in Michigan, they go two places. Okay. They go up north, which when they mean up north, they mean the northern part of the lower peninsula. Okay. Or they go to Florida. Okay. But those are the only two options. <laughs> what those like two? Those are the only two options. Um, I don't know if people still so go to Florida. So I had really never been anywhere until after graduated college. So stop that for a second. You traveled domestically with your parents to these one, Michigan or Florida, and but again, how, what's inside of you that makes you want to take this bug? Because Patagonia this, is hell and gone I think I, from Florida I, I, or always, Michigan. I, I don't know. Maybe just seeing it on TV or something. I, I just always okay. wanted to. It's inside of you. We watched a lot of like National Geographic, that sort of stuff. Like my dad really loved that stuff. Love, love, um, love all their shows, their and, magazines. And I, I really, I told myself when I graduated high school that I was going to do a study abroad in college. Okay. But when I got there, I realized that engineering, if you don't have an internship before you graduate, mm-hmm. it closes a lot of doors. Okay. Right? Um, so I kind of gave up on that when I really got into college, mm-hmm. but I still really wanted to do it. So this is sort of what happens in life, right? You have a passion for something and you know you want to do it. And then reality comes freaking screeching down the highway like a crash test dummy puts up that thing and you crash into it. And you're like, okay, I've got to get a degree. And then yeah. you sort of table your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For another couple of years. For another couple of years. Yeah. And it was really hard to find that first internship. Um, for for I, in chemical engineering, right? So, so so what I came to realize is not many people choose that major, and if you do, typically one of your parents mm-hmm. works for oh, a they, chemical manufacturer. Okay, they were an engineer. So yeah. a lot of people would get that first internship because their parents worked at Dow or Marathon or that somewhere, makes sense. or they were so, Shell Oil over in right. Yeah. yeah. So so I went to go look for my first couple internships and. The feedback that I would get is, like, your grade point is excellent, but we're looking for somebody that's already had an internship in the past. And so you kind of go, like... So you like, can't get anywhere. It's like, You yeah. kind of go, like, well, like, I'm going to you for my first internship. Yeah. So how do you get it? But then yeah. I realized a lot of people that already had them had connections to get them without, right. you know, without... Could we call those know. Nepo babies? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Privileged. Yes. So that was really when I kind of shelved my dream of doing any sort of study abroad in the summer because I was like, all right, I need to work as hard as I can well, that's sad. to find an internship, yeah. which I ended up doing in my mm. junior year before I graduated, mm. which I think if I hadn't, I wouldn't have gotten the, the job opportunities I did when I graduated. So as a chemical engineer, sorry, you guys, you know, we're like weaving around, which is what this podcast is all about, talking about nothing and something and everything at the same time. So... 
like you, a chemical engineer typically would be in, go to like Dow Chemicals or We're maybe like an oil, oil company, right? Yeah. And here you are in Michigan and you're shelving your passion for travel, trying to get an internship. So where did, where did you end up getting that first internship that gave you that chance? It was actually at a coatings manufacturer. In, a a um, coatings? Yeah. So like um, what they did mostly was they were a big manufacturer of coatings globally, but okay. um, in Michigan, they focused on automotive. Okay. Of course they did because um, so Michigan, it was, yeah. Detroit. Um, so it was just a summer internship, just three months, but it gave me that kind of foot in, foot in the door yeah. to where on my resume I could yeah. say, well, I've had some sort of industrial experience. Yeah. And I guess it was really interesting because the year before when I was interviewing for internships, yeah. I applied for every single thing because it was so difficult. <laughs> really? And then I did the same thing going for a full-time job and all of them actually called back. So I had like 16 interviews. That's amazing. In, I mean, it was crazy, but it was a little bit overwhelming. But you know what? Now that I'm listening to him talk and you've known him a lot longer than I have, like he's very dedicated, right? He has yes. a path and he goes for it. And just sitting here looking at these photos and the trips and the stories, we haven't even gotten to Russia yet, you guys, on my desk, let alone the trips that Kyle and Will have taken, you guys, on the right side of my desk. Um, it seems like, like how, that's how you do things. Like you set an intention and you go for it, like 16 interviews, like that wouldn't be me. I'd have like one. I mean, it was like. <laughs> Everyone would be like, no, you're too this, you're too that. Like we don't I mean, talk it was you. like, it, it was almost like a, it was like a make or break. You know, they, they told you if you don't have an internship, like yeah. closes all the doors, you're going to have to take like a crappy start. But I wouldn't job. think this in engineering. So, Everyone's always like, oh, engineers, get an engineering degree and you'll be like the golden one. And you will, but like, you're not going to get the good, like. You start in a development program with okay. a Fortune 500 company. Mm. You're going to get like some little one-off chemical manufacturer in some little town somewhere. Yeah. And you'll have to take uh, that step after you graduate, if that makes sense. So you went from, so you, you got a, you got this you in chemical engineering and you left Detroit and you am skipping forward here for people and you're in northern Louisiana. Right. Yeah. So, okay, you guys, I didn't name the town, but he's in northern Louisiana. I don't know if you guys know Louisiana, but... They still have th thumbs are still growing over there, right? So yeah. Sorry, I, Louisiana. I wouldn't say it was my number one location preference. Right. I was going to say, like, why did you pick that? What, because of the job? Yeah. Okay. So it was a really good, really good starting opportunity. Okay. So um, good starting salary, mm -hmm. good bonus structure. And you were like then, in the management, you were so like yeah, a so, management program so, in the. In yeah. The so it was a leadership facility. development program, okay. right? So. Um, they start you off your first kind of couple of years. You rotate within one facility. Mm -hmm. Really learn not only the process but kind of the business. It's like a paid internship. And then, better, better yeah, paid. and then and then you go from there. And you could either take a manufacturing leadership track, mm -hmm. or you could take more of a really heavy technical role. Okay. So it'd be like working on capital projects. Which, did, on which one did you take? Um, so I went down the manufacturing leadership. Path. Okay, leadership path. I see that. Don't you see that, Kyle? I see yeah. that. And so you're in this job, and you're in northern Louisiana, not naming the town, and you're like, world is mine again! What? Well, Did you start traveling again when you got that good management job there, so leadership not, job? So initially, no. So I went down there. Just so you know, my Alexa was just talking to us. Did you hear her in there? I heard her. Yeah, there. Alexa. Like, Sorry, you guys. Alexa uh, keeps talking. She says something. So I got the <laughs> offer, um, and I told myself, like, I'll be there three or four years tops, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to take this offer. It's a really good opportunity. Mm -hmm. There's a path towards pretty rapid upper mobility. Okay. Um, so I told myself, well, either I'll get promoted internally or I'll get some good experience, live in a place that's low cost of living and move, move somewhere else. Um, so I was there about a year and a half. Um, I was working as like a traditional process engineer, uh, working on projects in the plant, getting kind of learn the facility. And then um, I got the opportunity for my first leadership role. Okay. Which was and then a, you took off. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so it was um, it was a shift foreman. Okay. 
So um, really good opportunity managing a little over 20 people. Hey, you know what? We don't care about that. We want to know how that job got you here. So the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so the schedule was really what was unique. You took advantage of the schedule. Yeah. I love so it. So it was a schedule called a reverse southern swing, which sounds. It's just like, like a drink. Is this something Kyle like and I would drink? Right. A sex. Oh, I like that. A yeah. sex position or um, a drink or both. So basically, <laughs> it's uh, you've got seven days straight okay. working 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Okay. Two days off. Okay. Seven days working 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. One day off. And then seven days working 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and four days off. How many? Th- stop. Is that like a, a LSAT or a SAT question? I'm like confused already. I am too confused already. How many days is that? A whole month. So, what? Okay. You guys hear that? This You did totally like abuse totally this. Totally manipulated. Yeah. So, manipulated. That's a better word. I manipulated the so system. So you would get a month off. No, no, no. So you, so would, you would get four days off mm-hmm. every month. Okay. But you could string them together. Okay. So... Did Russia, was Russia in that? I'm let you guys have picked up a pack of pictures from Russia. So you, was Russia in part of that? That was just after I got off shift. Okay. So you got off. I want to know, and then we're going to talk about Kyle. I want to know, like you get off shift, you know, like F it. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to Russia by myself. Come on. So that one. Who does that? So, um, I'd actually had plans to go with one of my friends from college yeah. Already got through the visa process, which yeah. is difficult because yeah. you have to apply for the what, what year was this before? Because we, we don't that do was, Russia now. That was 2019. Yeah, we don't do Russia. 2019. Oh, this is 2019. Yeah, so it's okay. exactly So it's still pretty COVID. bad, Russia. Yeah, Russia, pretty bad. Yep. But, um, so I already applied for the visas. Visa. Difficult because you have to apply for the Russian and Chinese visa yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because also you guys, I'm looking at a picture of the Great Wall in China. Yep. So you went to Russia and then you went to China. I took a train for six days into China. What is this like midnight at the Orient Express? Are you actually the perfect example of midnight at the on the Orient so Express? It was it was the coolest trip. So anyway, so why was what made it so cool? Um, just meeting all these people. So uh, it's it takes a while to explain. So what, wait, short, no, what makes it so cool? Quick, so three seconds. Short version: spent about three days cool. in Russia on the front end, okay, and then you spend six days straight on the train. There's three different classes. First class, which is a cabin of two beds. It's beautiful. Second class, which is a cabin of four beds. And mm-hmm. then third class, which is a giant cabin packed with as many beds as they can possibly fit in. And which one were you in? Second class. Okay. And so every night I had a different roommate. Oh, I see. So you're basically like, you know, shaking up cocktails and talking to people. What, if they can do speak you, English. Okay. But do you remember, do you remember, what's the most interesting conversation you had in second class on this train? So I thought With, that the that whole person? time, yeah. I thought the whole time I was going to train to myself. Yeah. And then on, I think the third day mm-hmm. I got off the train and got back on mm-hmm. and there was a mystery man in my room. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I, once you booked the ticket, mm-hmm. it wasn't the same people the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so it was this man named Oleg who was from Krasnoyarsk, <laughs> Russia. Um, Oleg. Oleg. He spoke, I am not a strong man. He spoke no, no English. But not, like, did he speak broken English? Sort of no. like, I Oleg? Nothing. Okay. The only word he understood that I said was Detroit. And he said, oh, Otto. Otto. Oh, and I love so that. in I love the next that. cabin over, there was a Mongolian family who spoke no Russian or English. And this Russian man spoke no English or Mongolian. So you don't have any stories. So basically. we were all so we all gathered in this cabin yeah. with this woman and her kids, and we wrote in this picture book yeah. to try and communicate. Okay, you guys, just so, so you know. So like you see this book. Will of, is holding up a, one of those moleskins I alluded to earlier, seven minutes in, and he's holding up a little lined moleskin book where Oh my gosh! Pictures, Cyrillic, pictures, Cyrillic. English. There's an X box. And 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 beautiful draw. I see a picture of a drawing of a dog. So let me paint this picture for you. You're sitting in second class. There's this guy Oleg. There's a Mongolian family, mm-hmm. and 
you open up your little notebook to draw some sort of secret coded there was, message. There was no did they way. did they also work did they also write in here or was it yeah, just you? Yeah, so this is this is a mix of different people's writings. So um, we would we would just pass the notebook around and write different pictures to try and figure out what we were saying. Which you can figure out a surprising amount. What, I figured out what um, I feel like there's a lot of animal loving going on is, here, you guys. Was, there's two dogs so and a, a bone it was and a, it was a Mongolian family, so it was um, a single mother and her son and daughter. Okay. And they were like eleven and nine, I think is what I figured out. Okay. Okay, and then we have words like black lab, and then we have another word written by someone that is spelled C O S A K Q. Do you remember what this so was? So that Close is there. It was one of the Mongolian kids trying to. We're gonna look this up later, and I'm gonna come back around to you guys on an episode after we're done here and explain what this is. And the other thing I'm seeing in here is apparently people gaming. Worldwide. This was, this was the 11 year old boy from Mongolia. Okay, so we've so got GTA was, 5, PlayStation. So he was he was trying to figure out if I had, um, Why like, you? This, what is this? That's, uh, he wanted to use my phone and the battery was low. Okay, you guys, there's a picture of a battery that's got 10% on it. <laughs> I absolutely love that you sat on a train, took this little book, and put words in a line to communicate. With your fellow humans from around the world, that that's incredible. It was, that's a it tiny was a really cool. It's a, it was a cool experience. What? That's a tiny. Victory. It's a tiny victory. I'm I'm so glad you brought these with you. And I think one of the interesting things about meeting people like you and hearing about your travels is that you can see how everything is a little tiny victory. I mean, you're, how how long would you have sat on the train if you hadn't? Pulled this out oh, to talk to these I mean, people. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like I said, Oleg spoke no English whatsoever. Um, yeah, it was so interesting. And it's amazing how much you can okay. figure out just from pictures. Yeah, okay, guys. I turned a page without asking, sorry. And I see in here there's another page of um, what looks like some stick figures. And stick figure weightlifters... Lifting people up, I don't know. And I'm not sure what he was trying to communicate to me. And there. these are the kids writing. Oh, bodybuilder. Yeah. He thought you were a bodybuilder. bodybuilder. What did I say? I said, looks yeah. like a weightlifting guy. You guys, it's a stick figure weightlifting guy lifting up people because you are kind of buff. You're pretty buff. Yeah. I was, I was better, I mean, in better shape. He was then. like way more buff. Ah, he I looks was, pretty buff. I was, yeah. I was in better yeah. shape than a lot better shape. Um, and what is this? Is this like a winged? Is this like a winged potato? It's a face with something coming out of it. People this looks like the potato with a wing. Potato. Winged potato, right? I don't, potato. I don't know. It. Okay. And I, if you keep going, this page after page, everybody, of Will trying to communicate with a Mongolian. And, you see like Beijing, Moscow. Okay. I see an airplane. I see a little train. They're on a train. More weightlifting stick people. More unidentified Your name? Words. Oh, yep. What that's is, mine. And then that's the um, Mongolian uh, boy's name. Okay. So Will has put his name and then the, the child Ulysses? has put his name. It looks like Ulysses. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a shirt, a soccer jersey, a football jersey? I think so. Oh, my <laughs> it's, God. It's hard to tell. Oh, my God. Yes, but... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um... You guys have a travel tip for you. When you're traveling on a train to a country you don't speak English, bring a moleskin. That's what yeah. we've learned today, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Stay tuned, and we'll come back in a little bit to talk with Kyle a little bit about how he got where he is today, which is also another interesting story. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back. While we were sitting here taking a break, I was just telling Will how impressed I was with all of these notes in these journals, and then Kyle was just telling me that 
when you guys still travel, you don't, he still does this, right? Right. Okay. So I actually gifted to him a very nice Mont Blanc. Uh, I think it's what, crocodile cover? It's gorgeous. This is what else is on like the that. desk right here? Can I hold it? I love yeah. that yeah. you guys have all these beautiful things. Okay, guys, I am holding an 8x10 gorgeous black crocodile Mont Blanc journal. I, I feel like you guys are born in the wrong time. You should be like you 1920s, so. yeah, 1920s. going to Egypt. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's how, that's how I see it. Okay. So, yeah, so, but you, but you guys travel now, and I have a whole pile of pictures from your trips. Does he still do this? He still does it. He okay. takes the photographs on his Google Pixel. Okay. He records. Thanks, Google Pixel. Yeah. Thanks, Google Pixel, for making <laughs> such a fabulous phone. And then, um, yeah, he writes it down. I'm not so good. You know, I kind of live <laughs> in the moment. I have yeah. my Aperol spritz on the Amalfi Coast. I love that. And then I'm like, okay, drunkenly you know, go into the next place and then we get home and I'm like, that was fun. And I'll look at all the pictures on my phone. Yeah. But recently, but that's your way to remember things, right? Yeah, like to yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. And yes. I think that that's really beautiful though. When, when I travel now, I go, it's, I like to go to a cafe, just sit and soak it all up. Right? Live in the moment. So live in the, live moment. In the moment. Yeah. See, I do this on the, on the right home. Okay. And because I'm looking here, like you guys, in this gorgeous crocodile Mont Blanc journal that Kyle gave him and he's got an entry here that says the low countries September 7th 2022 because these guys um, were in the low countries in September and I just so you know this writing is like very uniform in this book very engineering <laughs> very engineering writing the margins are done but it's a lost art it's a lost art. Writing of, is definitely a lost art. Yeah, and sitting as a writer myself, like I still write letters to a friend of mine that I known from high school. And when I lived in Italy and was working in Italy as an intern, you couldn't get birth control in 1986. And I would write to her these letters, mail them to San Diego, and she would write me back and send me like birth control. Like, really? yes, because you couldn't so buy it in Italy at the time. This Catholic. years yeah. and years. It was eighty. It was nineteen eighty six. So I'm very old, and it was. But we still have these letters, like these memories of things. And so, here we are in twenty twenty two, and you know we're not of the same uh, generation. And you are writing, and you are putting these things down in a book. And I love that you're taking that visceral moment to. And by the way, you guys, I think this is pencil. No, it's, is this pen? No, no, yeah, it's pen. It's so pen. I, like the, I think I think what I find is that I like I love the planning of the trips. Yeah. I love the doing, but then okay. I really enjoy the like afterwards where I'm taking it in, oh, yeah, okay. soaking it, and then I like to draw pictures too. Yeah, um, we're seeing pictures. So, Kyle is opening your book up to pictures. You're in Barcelona. So this here. is some of the planning. Yeah. You know, he draws the pictures and we plan the trips. So he draws the pictures and then you guys plan the trip and, and then you go on the like, trip. And like, oh my just to try and document like <laughs> like how many miles we went. Where we like this where, is gorgeous. Where the so if you flip like a couple pages I'm back, sorry. it shows like on that. There's a candle trip, over there. I don't want to burn like, these what, journals. What every single stop was. You're like Anthony Bourdain, my ass. Like literally, Stanley Tucci. No way. Like you're the new yeah. thing. Netflix needs to do you. He's the real fucking. You're deal, the real fucking deal. And so, but I love it though that Kyle has a different way of experiencing these moments, right? Because oh, very different. You. I plan it out and he shows up and he's like, where, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like his point of sitting I'm like, back, just make sure I have an aisle seat. <laughs> you just make sure I have an aisle seat and show up. Listen, I wish I had so somebody I like that. I, I wish I had somebody that could plan everything and I could just show up. I don't do most of it in the moment. What I'll do is at the end of the day, I'll make cliff notes. 
Uh, you guys, afterwards. he says he makes cliff notes, and I gotta tell you, I'm looking at the journal, and it looks like cliff notes. It's the most. That's perfect. like on the plane ride. So home. I can't. I gotta so put my glasses. So home. cliff notes are in here. Okay. And cliff. then when I then when I'm on the flight home, I okay. use the cliff notes. He elaborates. Okay. Just so you know, cliff notes for Will is day six. I can't even read that first word. Thanks station would something, something at something, plaza. Okay, we can't do that. That was a bad idea. Um, here's a better one. July 18th, first of all, it says Arctic Norway. And at the top, there is a round sphere. It's a globe with... Oh, um, it's a globe. With the different uh, points of latitude of course, and longitude. you guys. It's a globe with different points of latitude <laughs> and longitude. Freaking engineer. Yeah, yeah. To the max, yeah. right? Yeah. July 18th, 2011. Got off of work early... Do you remember me telling you about that chemical engineering job yeah. that he have? M- manipulating those times? Here we are. And drove down from where you were to New Orleans. Stayed the night in the Marriott Convention Center. Very, very specific. Actually, really nice place. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Marriott Convention yeah, Center yeah. New Orleans. Thank you. Well done. Kyle will be the co-host now of the show. FaceTimed for a while before heading to bed. So that's the most boring day of the trip because it's like before I'm flying out. Okay, we're going to skip to an exciting page. Um, oh, here's one. It's July 20th, 2019, Arctic Norway. Now remember that he departed on July 18th, so he's probably a little jet lagged. Yeah. Um, slept through the majority of the one hour... Of the on the one, one hour, hour plus minute. one hour and 50. fifty minute flight. That's a tiny victory. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely the co-host. <laughs> Woke up near the end of an ama- had an amazing view of the mountains and and fjords and fjords as we landed. Immediately got off and I went to Carl's Blue something. Oh, again, your hotel. You're giving shout outs to all your hotels. Okay, you went directly to the hotel. That makes sense. And took your green duffel bag with you, and which I take everywhere. I think... Oh, well, I'm trying to... Uh, I'm having trouble bag. reading it That's again because okay. my That's handwriting okay. you guys, is so bad. You guys get the point to where... Yeah, you should have been born in 1924. Yeah. Or no, 1909. Time no. Yeah, I, can we just you know talk what? about can that for a while? Can we get these iPhones? And, yes. I mean, I love them, but God... Do real. we, though? I mean... Can we just talk about that for a minute? Like... Listen, I've completely turned my phone off until I'm really, today. I'm pretty and I think that's why I have so much anxiety. I thought no. it was the interview. I think it's the phone. No, no, no. Listen, I do a digital detox at the end of the year. I think I told you, like, I'm going to so be important. silent. So I'm going to be off. I, that's a tiny victory. You know what? It is a tiny, a tiny victory. victory. And I can't tell you how hard it is because people don't respect it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Especially my clients. Love no. them to death, but clients don't respect your... They don't. And off. even... it. Okay. I grew up without any of that. I have it now, and I love it. I was a digital pioneer. I built my company on the surfboard of the digital coming in. Very grateful. But that doesn't mean I'm obligated to constantly be connected and to constantly... I mean, I had to go to Marfa, Texas, for crying out loud. Which is, by the way, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, thank you. In the middle of nowhere, which you guys... You know, with all your travels, I think it definitely should be on your list. Yeah, I've got to see that Prada display. Yeah, they have a Prada store there that's never open. That's an art installation in the middle of the desert, like twenty miles, thirty miles from the Mexican border. Absolutely beautiful. And I just think that sometimes, like technology, takes you away from the moment. And I think that what we're looking at here is a human being looking at Kyle. I'm looking at Will, who's really remembering his trips. And I love it that they're not digitized. I, I absolutely love it. When I was 17, I went to Europe. Uh, my mother sent me to Europe with my cousin. And I kept a journal the whole time, the whole entire way. 
And I can't read it either, so don't feel bad. And I went to Frankfurt the first time. But now but now I had someone transcribe them all for me and digitalize them for me because I was worried that something would happen or I would spill wine on them, which actually I have done before. And That's okay, character. Yeah, exactly. Character. Smushed like crackers are still in there. Like, <laughs> from, like 1986. Yeah. It's like yeah. bluebell cheese, like smushed <laughs> through it. But I, yeah, yum. I think these... Baby bell cheese. I think these mean something. Like this tangible thing of touching your trip and opening these up and filling them. And um, I think that's really beautiful that you do that. I like it's to, a long I start. Like to shove stuff in there too. So like you pull yeah, to okay. the back okay. and yeah. open this little flap. I've okay. got all the... Oh, because it's a moleskin. Yeah. Train well, you guys, okay. I'm reaching into a secret compartment. Currency, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I'm re- Okay, I'm pulling out 100 kroner. Oh my God! I'm what? What? You got it's, all the, it's all the currency we don't even know. Oh, you guys! They don't this, even exist anymore. You know what? You need to show because how beautiful is this? We just opened up money that doesn't well, exactly like, like doesn't some of them. Exist. So, like, if you look at Russian, one of those Russian notes, yeah, it yeah. has Crimea as if it's part of Russia. <gasps> um, so it just it just really interesting. Boo, Russia. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't see that. Otherwise, this is beautiful. Right? This is beautiful. beautiful. Okay, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Boo, Putin. We love the Russian boo, people. Putin. But boo, Putin. Actually. Boo, poo. You know what? I get That's sick very, of people. I like that you said that. Russia. Yes, it's right. Putin. Because they're real people it's that Putin. live there. It's Putin. People. They're just like us. They're real people but that live there. They're suffering because of that evil. I agree. Man. Oh, that could be a question I was going to ask later. Like, who? what politician do you hate the most right now? I don't like any of them. Okay. But which one do you, like, really hate? Um, Putin. Who's in all. Oh, well, Putin. Yeah. yeah. Putin. He's pretty bad. Yeah, I feel bad for those people over there. I mean, like. I feel, I've been to Ukraine. You've been to Russia. Well, they're sitting in subway tunnels just fearing for their lives. Oh, so they have no heat. They have no, no heat, food. no food. They have like children. They to go to Aldi up the street. I was talking to someone at this, uh, this bar in Moscow. Yeah. And he was telling me, like, well, you know, Trump was still in office at the time. And he was telling me, well, at least oh, your problem. this was 2019. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he yeah. said, yeah. like, at least your problem is one asshole. And our problem is the one asshole has all the control. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I think it was really well. It was really well said. That's also why travel's so good, right? Because you get other perspective. You you get perspective from people that aren't in your culture. And I remember the first time I went to Europe, I was on this beach in Nice. I was seventeen, and I sat with a Russian, two Germans, and a French person talking about. Sorry, you guys don't laugh. Reagan. And I remember, I'm from a small town. Kyle, you're from a small town. I'm from a small town yeah. in Alabama. And Georgia, small town of Georgia. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my God, these people know my politics. They know. the." And it was this, you, your world becomes bigger, right? Yeah. It, it yeah. just becomes a bigger thing. And I I can remember that conversation sitting on that pebbly beach in Nice drinking like um, Cronenberg, not Cronenberg, yeah, it's Cronenberg 775, 1775. And thinking, how do they know my politics? And I think that's, Travel so good because it opens you up to opinions and different cultures and, I mean, Mongolian children on trains. <laughs> <laughs> Who can limp sync uh, U.S. YouTube videos perfectly? Oh, but they don't know what it means. But they don't know what it means. No, but they like perfect diction. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, what about you? I mean, like you have a very interesting story. I think I you do. have been a media buyer media for an buyer. ad agency. Started out in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. In 2015, okay. as a media buyer. Mm-hmm. Got laid off. Okay. Uh, so when Trump was elected to office, I was in healthcare marketing. Uh, a lot of the healthcare providers got scared mm-hmm. of his new healthcare, blah, 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 yeah. what it was going to do to their budgets, et cetera, et cetera. 
So they cut their marketing budgets, of course, because marketing is yes. The so first, first thing, thing to go, yeah. To Who go. needs it? Who needs it? Who needs it? People need health care. They don't. And yet, it. it's the one thing people shouldn't get rid of. They should yeah. keep it. They should keep it. Yeah. Um, got laid off one day during my laid off free time. I was out by the pool. Enjoying, you must have been drinking uh, some yeah, cocktails. Yeah, well, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, a few cocktails. <laughs> a few cocktails yeah. never hurt anybody. I was no, them. when you get laid off or fired, you should definitely be drinking. You should definitely be yeah. drinking. It's hard, especially yeah. when it's your it first hurts. time. It hurts. It hurt. It it's hurt painful. Really bad. It's painful. Mm-hmm. I thought advertising was what I was going to do for the rest of okay. my life. I was you went to the University of Alabama, though. University right? of Alabama. Okay. Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. Roll Go Dogs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what was your degree in? <laughs> Advertising. Oh, okay. Well, that makes yeah. sense because you had a very pointed direction. I had a very, Aww. what I thought would be a linear career path. Okay. Which Why not? I feel Why like people not? nowadays with COVID and everything getting laid off, they're more open to, you know, I agree. people not being as linear, blah, blah, blah. I think people are being more comfortable just like bubbling up someplace else yeah. or taking whatever opportunity yeah, comes exactly. along. Yeah, exactly. So I got laid off. Uh, was out by the pool in Birmingham with a friend, my friend Paige, mm-hmm. who was a flight attendant. For a small regional airline. Oh, this is going to be good. I can see where this is going. <laughs> I was pretty toasted. Not from I, the sun. Not from the sun. Okay. I don't know what we were drinking back then. Probably, if I had to guess, like rum and coke. Oh, that sounds like a poolside thing. Oh, terrible. I haven't had rum in years. Yeah, because Probably the, since... like, rum is so weird because it's most people drink bad rum. Yeah. But if you drink like an agricole rum, like a really good rum, you yeah. would just do a little in a glass with a squeeze of a lime and that's it. But the problem with regular rum is you just dump more sugar on it. Yeah, it's just it's too just sugary. Too bad, yeah. It makes for a really Ooh, bad Oh, you guys should go to Martinique. Oh. They have great rum there. We okay. Should. Okay, next trip. Next anyway. trip. Check. Check. Needed a journal for that. <laughs> so, was drunk by the pool, applied mm-hmm. to this airline. Wait, what? You applied to do what? From the pool. To do what? From my phone. To be a flight attendant. Okay. So, I... What? Oh, sorry, okay. okay, back up. Is this so, like David from Schitt's Creek or what? <laughs> I knew that I wanted to travel. Okay. So, that was kind of... I see the connections. Yeah, that okay. was kind of the initial thought. So, I wanted to be either a deck hand on a boat okay. or a flight attendant. I love that. Obviously, flight attendant's easier. There's not as yeah. much training. But deck hand can be pretty cool as you're sailing to all these Yeah, you're sailing places. to all these But this is before places. you guys had met, right? This was way okay. before we had okay. met. This was 2017. Okay. okay, so just a couple years before. Yeah, because I worked at the ad agency about okay. three years. All right, so you buy the pool. You're drunk applying on your phone yep. to be a Flight attendant. Yeah. And I got the, a call from a recruiter. Do you remember three it days? Okay. Wow. So it was like, um, I think I remember. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. And so we had this conversation. A few more interviews. Yeah. I got accepted. So then I was off to Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> this for, is so random. So random. Yeah. For a month's worth of training. Uh, so went through that, which was... I live in Phoenix, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix was hot as hell. It's, it was 120 degrees. It's bonkers there. I don't know how people survive. At least they don't really carry like anymore, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so went through the training. That was interesting. Dove into a pool and a raft and, you know... Yeah. Prepared for a plane yeah. down in the ocean, which, you know, good luck landing in an ocean between <laughs> Texas and... Oklahoma. Right, there's like nothing to regional. So you were doing it's a regional airline. It's a regional okay, so airline. I had interviewed a friend of mine who was a mark, marketing executive yeah. and then she became a flight attendant so for LL. So she's doing like you know, Israel, Boston, Israel, New York, but yeah, like Oklahoma, 
Phoenix. Like, not a know, big body of water of, there. What was it? A CRJ 700 or CRJ 900? Canada Regional. Oh, these are, are these like the two ones? These were the planes. Okay. No, so this was 2-2. Two, two. Okay. I think they had 78 seats. Okay. I, mean, I should remember yeah. this because we have to do the... You had really... You have to, you, you, by the way, uh, Kyle is very tall. Oh, by the way, I barely got hired because of that. Because you were too tall. So I wore flat shoes the day that they measured me. He's very tall. How so tall are you? Look like six, six two. One. See? You have to be okay. six foot to be a flight attendant on these planes. So I wore flat shoes that day because I I knew if I were oh over six foot that you I wouldn't... could not legally yeah. work. So I wore flat shoes so that they, they took our measurements for the uniform and yeah. everything, which hey. What were the what were the uniforms like? Oh my god, they were oh, stuffy, oh, terrible, no like blazer. I cannot, by the way, I can't see you wearing a flight attendant. I think you were the worst flight attendant, but... Oh my gosh, hush. <laughs> wait, Will I was actually the best. Wear... Wait, why do you say that? No, why do you say that? Like, tell tell so, so he tells a story about how <laughs> there was this woman who was rude to him in first class, and so he just asked the pilot if he could just leave the seatbelt sign on the whole time so he could not give her service, and that was like what he decided to do. I love this strategy. Did yeah, you do it? I did it. Okay, so so like you can just tell the pilots. You but it was say. a little so it, it it was a little rough. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. he called us to yeah. see if we were comfortable with doing. Okay, service, stop. Wait. So the pilot actually calls you to say, "Hey, you guys." The pilot pop- called. Oh, so it's a two week because calm. it was a little bit bumpy. Okay. It was a little bumpy. But they bump. ask you guys. But normally, how you feel. I'd be like, "Look, if if the passengers are being good, mm-hmm. I'll say, hey, yeah, let's do it.'" So, so you're the bitch. ultimate Santa Claus. You're the ultimate like Santa the Claus, ultimate, not even nice. If you want those pretzels or yeah. those Biscoff cookies, you better be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was one passenger that, or well, let's just say it more than one on this particular flight to California, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. From was, Phoenix or from Dallas? Uh, from Dallas. Okay. So I was based in Dallas. We were okay. headed to California, I think Monterey. Okay. Just not a lot of nice passengers on that flight. Really? So I decided to call up. We were having a bit of a rough flight, and I was just like, eh, I'm not comfortable doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, even, though, you... even though he was comfortable doing it, he just didn't want to do it. I love that. The choice to not yeah. do it. That's a tiny the victory. That's a victory. That's a, that's a tiny victory. What yeah. What is the... Like, what made you want to leave that? Because now you are more to me like where you, it fits who you are and exactly you're in the design business you're in sales yeah, for yeah. a very high-end brand sales for yeah. very high-end brand yeah. so before but that what made you leave you know what what was it the victory was, that made you leave <laughs> it was i was happy traveling mm-hmm. but i had that tiny victory of learning that that's not what i wanted to do okay yeah, that's a victory. Knowing that's what you victory. don't want to do is a real yeah. victory. You know, I thought I wanted to travel every day, mm-hmm. but staying in somewhere other than my home every mm-hmm. night is not what I wanted to do. So I decided to make a move to a very well-known retail company um, in the jewelry business, okay. in sales. Okay. Uh, it was retail. Yeah. So decided to do that. Did that for three years, and now I've switched over to wholesale. In the home goods business. I like that you're in that business because you're my neighbor. And right. then we can and have some connections yeah, there. Like yeah, that. absolutely. But then, and then you guys met. And you, oh, wait, we're getting close to being run out of time. But I just want to say, like, you guys met. So here you are, as a child, always wanted to travel. Here you are, having a passion for travel in two different ways. But you were living in a different city in northern Louisiana. And you were here in Dallas. I was in Dallas. And just so we all clear... The city that Will was living in is probably not the best city for getting the quality of man that he deserves. Exactly. 
Um, and so you had to, you were on Tinder, right? You guys were on Tinder. Mm-hmm. We were and on Tinder. You had to. Shout out to Tinder. Tinder. Thanks for bringing them together. They're awesome. <laughs> um, but you guys, you had to, you widened your, what did you do? You changed your. You can change like what city you're He expanded in. his distance. Okay. From, from this town to, to Dallas, Dallas, which is yeah. how far are you guys? So like 300 miles. Okay. So you guys, miles. just so you know. 200 miles. This person. Expanded his search two hundred radius. I think they call yeah, it a radius. But that's far. I mean, how are you going to have like a date at two hundred miles away? Yeah, well, we but, did. But you did though. They did. And the first time you guys met, it's a funny story. They, I did ask them this beforehand. You guys met, but this one over here, Kyle, had had a little bit to drink on your first video date. Drink. I had, had been to the bar. I had camera like on table facing like upwards. Yeah. Like upwards, like the worst possible angle of anybody's was, angle. Of anybody's and was angle. like, and was like slowly grabbing a cookie and being like, mm, "So what are you about?" Cookies, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, from Tip Streets. Tip Go Streets. Tip Streets. If you hear this? I yeah. love you. Yeah. You make delicious cookies. They're his favorite. My favorite. And so, you guys, I just want to say that. So, despite that bad camera angle, and despite the cookie shoving from Tip Streets, we had a date. They had a date, and they are still together three years later. So, I think the moral of the story is Almost when you four. when you find the yeah. what really Almost when it's four. four. Yeah. Like six months from now? Oh, six months. We have to have a party. We'll have a party. The moral of this story is, is that when you know, when the right person is there, they don't care what angle your camera is, or if your mouth is full of cookies, (laughs) or where you live. And um, I'm going to ask you guys one quick thing before you go. Can you think of one tiny victory? Maybe there isn't one. One tiny victory that changed your life to bring where you are together, or is it just a compilation of... Lots of little victories. Or was there one thing in your mind that stands out? It's definitely a bunch of tiny victories. Okay. I don't think that anyone gets to where they are from one single victory. It is a culmination of several small steps that make the big picture. I love that. You can't get to anywhere you want to be overnight. I love that. I love it so beautiful because people are so hard on themselves, yeah. right? They always think, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm, I need more. I need to be here. But it's not that. It's, it's not this that. this incremental path. And it's all about being are. yourself. Totally. Like, just be yourself because at the end of the day... Eat those cookies. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's all that anybody wants anyway is your Authentic person. Authentic self. Yeah. Humans want authenticity. I agree. That's beautiful. Uh, which is, you know, something that we don't get from Facebook or Instagram, which no. is why so many people are leaving those platforms. Yeah. Is because we can have a whole other podcast about that. We need to have a whole other podcast. Let's do it then. That, so. And what about you? Same? I feel like for me it's all about trying to find the best in the situation. So I think kind Equanimity. Of my, like, Equanimity. Like like my overall narrative when I whenever I took the role that I did in a small town was, well, I'll be there for a couple of years, but I'm gonna make the best of it when I'm there. Yeah. And so when I was working that weird schedule, I did everything I could to <laughs> try and make it, you know, I was here, I didn't want to be here. Yeah. But like at least I can make the best of it. And I have to think if I, I went to go back would it have been nice to start out in my early 20s in a big city, you know, living yeah. something more similar to a lot of people my age? It would have been, but I still don't think I'd trade it because I think my experience ended up being so unique. It really forced me to go out and travel and see and see things that I like. I don't, I wouldn't have done if I had started my career in Dallas or Houston or yeah. New York or yeah. somewhere like that. I no, mean, I love really, that. I think people ultimately think that just being in a big city or being in that rat race defines you as success, and it doesn't. I think that. I love what you just said. Like you were there, you made you you didn't. It's not that you made the most of it. You made it the best in the moment. Yeah, the and best I, that it could be. Yeah, best right? that it could be. I mean, 
I think that's I think that's the only way to live. Was, you can't I mean, live in the future. You have no. to live where you are. And I think it was, that I mean it was it was a not a great location to be in, yeah. but once a month I traveled somewhere around yeah. the world. Yes, I you again I'm looking years, at you know? all the pictures. And I think that, you know, growing up in small town Alabama mm-hmm. gave me the appetite to want a different culture, to see different things mm-hmm. and meet new people. Yeah. With different experiences, so it was really a catalyst to want to travel, travel, and you know, have new experiences. I think that's which great. Which brought me to Dallas, and here we are. And here we are, with our listening fabulous... the fabulous partners sitting in the backyard, listening yeah. to Gunfire on New Year's exactly. Eve, and stuffing our faces with cheese fondue. What's Love better? It. What's better? Nothing's better. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming by on this day. I know it's like the day for everybody goes back to work, but I really appreciate your time, and I hope you'll come back and we'll talk again. Yeah. yeah. Happy New Year. Okay. Happy New Year. Welcome back to Tiny Little Victories, Episode 4. I want to thank everyone for sitting with us today and listening to the stories of Kyle and Will. And I think I have to say that this was one of my favorite interviews so far. Um, Maybe just because I spent New Year's Eve with these guys. And like I said before, this New Year's Eve 2022, this was one of the best New Year's Eves I've had in a decade and I think it's really due to the people that you spend it with. And we had such a lovely time. And just maybe also being in shock from all the gunfire we were hearing. But just the moment of stopping and sitting still and being with your fellow human being and sharing stories. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. We're on Spotify. Go Spotify. We're on Anchor by Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. I think there's a few others But for now, um, there are those. You can also leave comments on this episode through Anchor or any app that you're listening to. And I will get them and listen to them and maybe read one or two out loud for the next podcast. Anyway, as you start out for 2023, I hope that everyone um, has the opportunity to be around people they love, be around people who give them love, and to just keep staying moving one foot forward at a time. Happy 2023.